Hey guys, welcome back. This is Richard Sachs and this is Lost Arts Radio Live. Um, we've got a lot happening, obviously. I mean, even today, since this is a live show, we've been updating since last night uh, major developments in Washington with the Supreme Court and other things like that. But in general, what we're going to talk about today is the lock new lockdowns that are happening in various states and cities with mayors and governors that have gone even crazier than before. Uh, trying to wipe out the remaining businesses, cracking down on whatever freedoms are left in each area. And some uh, businesses getting tougher on masks for customers, being threatened with losing licenses of various kinds. And sometimes just the corporate uh, policy is changing. And like in the natural food store near where I live, they decided overnight to throw, physically throw out everybody who dared to go in without a mask. Uh, there's more social distancing and we're seeing more masks for children show up, which is really a major mm -hmm. medical crime against the kids. Actually, it is against everybody, but especially kids and uh, much of this kind of control. If you watch what Peggy Hall is doing in California, it's, it's actually illegal and they figure that nobody will do anything about it. It, it violates primarily natural rights, which have been pretty much forgotten and Nothing like that has been taught in schools for a long time. It's the rights that you're born with, and, and it's part of the basis of how the country was actually founded, that these rights don't come from government or the UN or the health officials. They're what's called unalienable rights, and they come from God, and you have them your whole life. And the thing is that with unalienable natural rights, it doesn't matter who declares what emergency, real or imagined. It can't affect those rights at all. If it actually could, if emergencies could have any impact on that, then the rights would be completely meaningless, and that's what they're hoping that we'll accept. So now we're in the biggest coordinated attack against all of humanity in world history, and it's all based on a massive, coordinated, at the moment, fake pandemic, and the proof of the fan of the pandemic and all these fake cases is what's called a PCR test. And the PCR test is not a test, and the man that explained that the best was Kerry Mullis, who invented it. And he said that it couldn't be used to test anything, certainly not uh, to diagnose any kind of viral disease or anything like that. Completely irrelevant for that kind of thing. And they're hoping that you guys don't understand that, that nobody knows what that's about. And it's a really important subject to learn about. That's why we've been posting videos about it from numerous doctors and from Kerry Mullis himself. Those are really worth looking at. But a lot of, in the meantime, a lot of individuals and groups are doing what they can to stop it. And there are groups of doctors to see what's going on, who, who do see what's going on, and they're suing the governments on various levels. And in America, some of the organizations are actually preparing to sue their own state governments. And one of those has been started in Arizona by a particular brave patriot named Julie Wentz. And uh, the site that she's got, you can go look at it. It's called Arizona Stands Up, also Americans for Truth and Freedom, and we'll find out how, what the relationship between those two is. So I was hoping that she might come on the show and say, what are you doing as an example to people in other states and also to a message to people in Arizona to know what's going on and support it? So uh, fortunately for us, she agreed to come on, and she's here now. So welcome, Julianne. Thank you for taking time to be here. I appreciate it. Hi, Richard. How are you? Thank you for having me. Sure. 
So I want to bring in everybody who doesn't necessarily understand anything about what we're talking about, because this is for new people as well. And why don't you say what you were doing before you started this organization and why you got the idea to do it and the process and what you're going through and what the plans are. Um, Okay, a little bit about my background. Um, I've been in senior living for seven years in Oregon and here in Arizona. Uh, Some healthcare tech startup, a lot of big box retail management, event planning. So that was just kind of the life that was was going on. And then we started this year when COVID hit and everything came to a standstill. And it was the beginning of the year that I actually had what started my research history and my really digging deeper is I had two ladies come and stay with me that were from Washington. And one used to work for Boeing. And we had this great conversation one night, and she actually lived in Wuhan for three years, and she knew the Wuhan Virology Lab. And we started having conversations about what happened around that lab, and she also knew that wet market. She also let me know what would happen with um, some of the test animals after the lab had closed and where they would end up specifically in the wet market. So Mm -hmm. that really started, that was the beginning of March, right before everything really started to shut down. And that just really piqued my interest. I started researching everything I could from the virology lab leading into Fauci and how that actually, um, how the virus actually was created. It wasn't a natural virus. It was actually created in that lab. Um, what led up to that creation, where it was here in the U.S., he used U.S. money. Uh, he was supposed to be stopping the work, the laboratory work here, and then he actually gave the money to the Wuhan Virology Lab. It took it from a level three bio lab uh, to a level four, right. which gave it that ability to do it. And it was actually in 19, or 2015. 2014, 2015, 2014, he took the money over there and they started the research 2015. And you can look it up. Everything's on the internet. You can find everything when you start digging. Mm -hmm. That he successfully researched the back coronavirus with HeLa cells, which is the immortal human cell line. So a normal virus that would not have affected humans, when he put it with the HeLa cells, it became transferable immediately to humans. So when I first read that, I thought, oh my gosh, this was created. And he was supposed to be stopping that research and he took it to Wuhan. And looking at all of the things that kind of started going from there, looking into his patents, looking into the RNA and the DNA patents that he does, his background with AIDS and the viruses. So there's a lot there. And then started digging into even more, some of the Gates patents, some of the information. So it really started this role of searching and seeking to find what was really happening. And it was in the beginning, I thought something's off, something's wrong. This isn't, this isn't right. Why it was being called a pandemic, how it started. It was really interesting. There was actually, and, and folks can look all of this up online. Um, there was actually the weekend that they think it launched. So the same weekend, and I'm sure you're familiar with this in New York, um, Event 201 was launched. And that was actually 
a dry run of a full-scale world pandemic. So they had people from all over the world, from the Gates Foundation, who, you know, big, big wigs from all over the world met and went through that pandemic run through. And that was in New York. That was imaginary, just planning out what it would be like, right? Exactly. And that's available for people to see on the internet now. Yeah, you can search Event 201 and you can see what they actually did. Now, the same weekend that that happened is the military games were actually happening in Wuhan. And the military games is a bicycle race. And they had 110 countries, 1,600 athletes, and um, all of their family and friends. So they could have had a few thousand people there participating and visiting and watching the military games. That happened that weekend, I believe it was October 23rd, uh, 2019, in Wuhan. So I just kept thinking, wow, what what an interesting timing to... because it became a pandemic and it was worldwide instantly, it happened to come out of Wuhan at that time. And I bet it came through everybody that got sent to the countries because it was immediately everywhere. And their, their athletes were from 110 countries. So that really started my digging. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this is deeper and further than we even think. So you start going down the rabbit hole and you find something else and you find something else. And that actually started. And then it was in April, beginning of May, I thought, you know what, we've got to we've got to do something about this because like you said when we started, our natural and inalienable God-given rights are being taken away. And the freedoms that the Constitution gives us were being infringed upon. Actually, that it acknowledges, right? It's not from, it doesn't give any rights. No, no, it protects, it's, it's the government is supposed to be protecting those rights for us. Yeah, yeah. Decreed in the Constitution, but it's their job to secure and protect our rights, Mm -hmm. not tell us what to do or infringe upon them. They work for us. Yeah, yeah. an amazing idea. (laughs) Exactly. And I think, I think we're at a point where that's been forgotten. So I decided to start something that was called Americans for Truth and Freedom because I thought we've got to do something about this. So I had, I thought we have to uh, figure out how we start attacking this, um, help people stand up, raise up some new leaders, and then take it across the U.S. So that was kind of my idea. And I ended up going um, and running across another group in Arizona that had um, quite a few members. And I had talked to the founder and they're like, well, we're already doing that. So I put mine aside going, all right, they already have a good foothold. I'll go put my organizational ability and I'll go help them. Mm -hmm. So I was helping them for about four months. And then I realized we weren't going the way I knew we needed to go. So I stepped out and re-engaged Americans for Truth and Freedom. And one of my friends and I, because we kept thinking, why is nobody starting lawsuits? Why are there no lawsuits against the state and against what's happening? Why hasn't anyone launched any lawsuits? And I think everybody was thinking the same thing. Somebody's got to be doing it. Somebody has to be launching a lawsuit somewhere. So one of my friends and I got together and thought, we have to do this. We, we have to stand up and do it. And it really came down to um, 
thinking about the freedoms that we've had as Americans and individuals Mm -hmm. and the freedoms that if we don't do something, our kids and our future grandkids won't have. And just that thought was, we have got to stand up. I don't even care what happens to me. This is for my future grandkids and everybody's future grandkids. So we decided to jump. And what we did is we started looking for attorneys and we're thinking, oh my gosh, this is like the constitutional amazing lawsuit of the century. You know, we're going to have everybody jumping on this. And it was crickets. And we reached out to all of the free pro bono constitutionally based law firms saying, will you take this on? Everything was a no. We started going into the private sector looking for attorneys to take it on. We finally found one and they're very conservative and they're very strong. Um, They understand what's going on. They understand behind the scenes and they're willing to do it. And that's why our whole focus is really getting the donations to jumpstart the retainer for the lawsuit. That's our clear focus. What what were you telling all of the law firms that said no? How were you describing what you wanted? What we wanted to do, so we went in with the focus of um, we wanted to go against the mass mandate. We wanted to go against the shutdown, the lockdown of the state, mm-hmm. and a class action for the businesses. And these were the three things when we met with the attorneys for the first time, we were looking at that and discussing what that would look like. So immediately we put aside the class action because they're like, that's going to take too long. That's too much money. Let's just put that aside. So we looked at the first low-hanging fruit, which would be the mask mandate. And when we think about how these masks are the hinge point of everything that's going on, not only is it masking God's glory, it's controlling us. It's taken away our right for free speech. Mm -hmm. It's, It's everything about it is control. And they've already been proven that they don't work. Everything was vacillating back and forth in the beginning, what the CDC said, what Fauci said, what WHO said, all the tests, and the respiratory droplets are smaller than any of these basic masks, except an N95, so the masks don't work. It's it's simply control. So we decided, okay, let's look at the shutdown and let's look at the mask mandate. This is what we're gonna go after. So right, and then we thought, okay, we just have to start raising the retainer. This is our focus because we, all of these rallies and events and little mass burnings that have happened at the Capitol, all these things are great to bring people together to show that we're in this together, but it doesn't stop what's happening. We have to go after them legally to make any change, just like what's happening with the elections right now just like what's happening in other states, we can't stop our governor or Department of Health Services or our county board unless we go after them legally because they're doing whatever they want right now. They're doing so who, so who do you specifically sue? So we're going after um, the executive order, which is Governor Ducey's executive order and him, Department of Health Services okay. and and Kara Christ and Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. 
And we went through all of the ARS statutes, all of the laws, all of the executive orders, all of the board's um, powers that they have as a county board. Mm -hmm. Nothing in there gives them these powers for these mandates. Everything is hinging on Ducey's executive order where he's pulling his power from a 2002 law where the legislature gave him power for an, um, a state of emergency. Everything is hinging on that. So in other words, by de- the legislature in Arizona decided that if he declared, it would be he, he that would declare the state of emergency, right? Yeah, in 2002. So he, he'd be giving himself the power right. to they, go much further. They gave, yeah, they gave him the power when they made that law. And it wasn't even current legislators and it wasn't even our current governor, but they had that. And I th- I, when, if you kind of think about the timing, it was after um, 9-11. And then there was the anthrax scare. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think the timing of, uh, was the preparation. What if something happens? We had 9-11. We had anthrax. What if something happens is biological? We need to have the power there. So I think that's what they're thinking, but I also think there's so much more agenda behind the scenes that it's even past that. There's a lot of long-term planning going on, too. There is a lot of long-term planning. So when we we talked about this with the attorneys, at the same time, someone had mentioned um, Ohio Stands Up and Mm -hmm. that they were already, they were in process. So they're about three months ahead of us with their process of their lawsuit. So I reached out to their lead plaintiff. This was back in October. Um, and also their attorney, there's two attorneys on the case, Robert and uh, Garza's and Tom Renz, and spoke with them along with their plaint- their lead plaintiff, said, hey, we want to do the same thing. How, what can you tell us? And they were awesome. So Jason's been helping all the way along, questions, things we need to know. Mm-hmm. And Tom Renz said, I've created this template lawsuit. I will share it with you. I will help you in any way you can. So because they're also going after the state of emergency where mass mandates fall under that, he created that template lawsuit. So he sent me the motion, the pleadings, everything they had done to that point. So we literally have a template that we can plug in our information and this template will help other states as well. It saves a lot of time. Yeah. And this is coming from the attorney that put it together. Exactly. Exactly. So he had he has all that together. So we've all of the research that we've been collecting, the witnesses that we've been putting together, the lawsuit that we have the template for where we can plug in our information for Arizona. Mm-hmm. We have what we need to launch. It's literally getting Arizona to realize we're fighting for them. And we just need them on board to donate because litigation is expensive. There's no money at the end for the attorneys this is a lawsuit we have to take forward so no money at the end for the attorneys you mean you're not asking for any punitive damages we're not looking at that yet when we get in there we'll discuss it but right now it's getting it launched okay so how do you decide in each state who who should be the defendant because you can't sue an order You've got to sue somebody, some organization that's going to invalidate the order, right? Right. So 
So I and a few of us are standing up as plaintiffs, just as Ohio did. Mm-hmm. And what we did also, because they were standing up and then there's Stand Up Michigan and their lawsuit. So we started rolling over to Arizona Stands Up, and that was a month or two ago. Rolling so de- over meaning from one organization to the other. Right. So we decided we wanted to collaborate with them and keep that consistency. So uh-huh. I decided to slowly put Americans for Truth and Freedom aside and start rolling us over into Arizona Stands Up for that collaboration. So that maybe other states could have the same name for their place. Exactly, which they actually are. So we've created an actual 501c4 nonprofit here in Arizona. Okay. Um, our laser focus is this lawsuit to go against Ducey and his executive order and the mass mandates and the shutdown. Because literally all we're doing is fighting for Arizona and we have to do it legally. We have to go over and tackle it. And the biggest goal with this is not even the the very end result of winning or not winning. It's getting to discovery. Because when we get to discovery and Department of Health Services has to put out all of that data on COVID and deaths and all that information, then Pandora's box is open because we know the data is not there. We know things are not factual. Well, it just came out, I think, was it last week or the week before, that the total deaths have been about the same for the last four years. Yeah. So my, my point is that that's that much of it and more is out. And so what's the missing link that it can be out and sitting there, the media ignores it or bans it. And so what steps are needed so that, okay, it's out, but what if nobody cares or nobody gets to see it? Right, exactly. And they're not getting to see it because the media is complicit. They're hiding everything. The government's complicit. There's a bigger agenda behind the scenes. And it's so sad because when you think about in seven months, everyone has been so easily controlled to follow and believe that the government is doing the right thing for them. Well, partly partly because it's medical. and. Medical things are always right, and you always have to obey them. And if you don't, you're just a really bad person. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And it's you're right. And it's so funny because it's just there's not even any flu this season. You realize that they haven't even talked about any flu this well, season. CDC eradicated the flu a couple months ago. Yeah, there's no more flu. Right, but they tra- they transformed it into COVID nineteen. <laughs> And it now has a 99.997 recovery rate. So I just, you know, I, I pray that pe- the scales will fall from people's eyes to see what's actually happening. They've been masked. They've been controlled. Mm-hmm. They've had to submit. And there's a much larger agenda. And until people stand up, for themselves and be brave again and take back take that mask off and take back their right to breathe free right. and take back their natural rights they're just following it's that group think yeah it, it's really subtle you know it's a psychological attack primarily 
to lead to physical attack, like the breathing and obstruction and things like that. But the reason for eradicating the flu, as far as I can see, and it, you know, is a wonderful achievement overnight by CDC, but <laughs> without even doing anything to do it. But see, people in America die of flu and pneumonia and other things like that because their immune system is run down and they don't have nutrition and so lots of them die a horrible death in normal years and it's called a flu death now transferring that to a new name like you did with your company but they do it with a disease now that that's become COVID-19 there will be a lot of deaths from COVID-19 yeah. because well, those will be the old flu deaths well, exactly, but there's also going to be more deaths because of how the CDC changed the death recording. Um, and that, I know you'll end up having uh, Dr. Henry Ely on your show at some point, but what he and his team have been researching, I had a great uh, hour-long conversation with him and his team last week, mm -hmm. and what they've been researching since March and showing the fraud that the CDC did when they changed the way they record the deaths affected how these numbers are being put out by the CDC, which are ridiculously incorrect. Well, any any number actually at this point would be incorrect for COVID-19 deaths or cases because there's no test. There's no test. And, and people, and this is... This is where I just want people to see the truth. And, and you and I know this. It's like the PCR test was never made to test for COVID. It was never made to do that. Plus, if they're spinning it past its normal amount, everything will show up positive. But it picks up every little virus that's been in your body, whether it's a, cl right. a cold or a norovirus or a flu virus. And 50% of the time, it's wrong anyway. Well, I would say 100% of the time yeah. because it's really not a test. It's yeah. a magnification technique. And Carrie Mullis was saying, yeah, it's really good for that. And before he mysteriously died just before the pandemic, I think that's interesting too. But yeah. um, he was saying, basically, the PCR test is so good at what it does, you can find anything in anybody. Mm -hmm. if, if that's true, and he invented it, so I would assume it's true. Yeah. There are no numbers at all. They're not blown up. They're not exaggerated. They don't exist. Right. Right. right? So. So then you it's think beyond yeah, false positives. It's and it's and it's all false anyway. And we know that there's a bigger agenda behind it. But when it gets down to the basics, I mean, even with what's going on with the election right now, everything, mm -hmm. all of this planning. That I, I, it just amazes me as it's been going on for decades or hundreds of years to get us to this point today right. to change what the global structure looks like and what a new world order looks like or what the new Green Deal looks like or the entire shift or the great reset of our world. Yeah. And, and you look in every direction. And there's something to fight in every direction because we're literally at this point fighting for our humanity. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's like, I, I agree with you too, that it's been in planning and through the initial stages for a long time and in other forms for what I found is thousands of years actually. But in recent times in America, 
I think it's been a gradual development and a psychological project to see when Americans would get dumbed down enough to fall for total nonsense and believe it and be terrified by it. And they calculated apparently that we're ready now. And so far it looks like they were correct. Yeah, but they they don't realize that that we have those God-given rights that we're fighters inside. And and you're right. They think fear is going to win. Yeah, and and fear is, <laughs> yeah, it, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to work. And you're right because you think about the things that have been happening over the years. So, what's happened in our schools? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, same thing. I, I was asleep at the wheel for some of the things that my daughters were being taught. I had quite a few people ask me, "Well, why can't you find an attorney that'll just take this on?" And do it for free because these are our constitutional rights. And I said, well, there's two things going on here. Number one, we have 30 to 50 years of indoctrinated teaching through Harvard, Yale, all the law schools of these attorneys being taught the same thing to follow the rules based on what the higher agenda has put in place. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to fight anything. They're going to do exactly what they've been told to do by their teachers for the last four or five decades. Yeah. So they're not going to fight because they don't even remember that we have a constitution, that the government is supposed to protect our rights, not take them over. Right. It's not even there anymore. There's some not, really not taught in school. It's not taught in school. And then our schools, you look at maybe the last semester of high school, they may get one term of U.S. history. And when you start looking up U.S. history, it's already been changed or deleted. So all of this, all of this has been happening for a long time, like you said, to get us to this point. The other thing with the lawyers is, I said, any law firm that puts their name on this, mm-hmm is putting their law firm, their reputation, and their life up because this isn't isn't a little thing. We're going up against the big boys. Right, and I don't think people really remember or, or realize that these big corrupt corporations and government agencies use enforcers. And these are, they would make mafia enforcers look friendly. (laughs) And they just go intimidate and kill people. And they kill their kids and their grandchildren. And, um, you know, we've had instances of that happening constantly all over the place. So they give you things to be afraid of. And, you know, you can use that as an excuse. And it's understandable why people wouldn't want to get involved in that. But at this point, if they don't, then it we go into a new dark age, and I don't think that's a very good idea. No, no. And this is this is where the rubber meets the road in, in so many directions. This is where we have to fight at every level, on every front. And if we do the best we can by taking this on legally, mm-hmm. whatever happens, we will have done our part to play the game peacefully, Right. To change what needs to be changed to take down the unlawful dictators and monarchs that are running our states and replace with new leaders that stand for the people. If we don't do this and we will have done our part, mm-hmm. 
then whatever happens when the people of the United States stand up, then that's what comes. Right. Yeah, so that was the original idea in the Constitution and the various papers that were used to put together the fa- the founding of the government mm-hmm. is that the people were supposed to be the ones who safeguarded everything. Right. Right. The government was just there long enough to uh, prove that they were serving their real interests. Right. And if they weren't, then they had no business being there. And now they've been in, you know, 30, 40 years in position and this giant evil game is going on behind the scenes. Right. And it's no longer for the people. Even I remember, you know, and that one, it just kind of stuck out to me. There was that one time that uh, Biden was at a, I don't know if it was an auto plant or somewhere in the Midwest. And one of the gentlemen working there uh, made a comment about, well, you work for us. And he yelled at him and said, I don't work for you. Right. And I just thought that was so interesting going, all right, it's so obvious now that the people that are in position have a completely different agenda than one that's for the people when they're just supposed to be protecting our rights. Right, right. Yeah, evil has gotten very popular among people in power positions. Yeah. And as as far as the pandemic goes, also, um, Joe Biden clarified that 200 million Americans had died so far. Yeah, um, great yeah. number. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we've got another few months for anybody to be left alive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that there's um, so much evil that's present and able to see. It's so visible when mm-hmm. you look at some of these people or you see what's going on. But what blows me away is how people have been trained and don't see what's happening. And because it's been the seven or eight months of control, they've they basically hunkered down. And somebody made a great comment to me yesterday that they're they're happily oblivious to what's happening. Mm-hmm. They've been told what to do. They're complying. The general population, you mean, right? Yeah. 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 And I'm just, you guys need to just wake up. They feel like the government's going to give them enough free money to be fine. And Biden especially will jump right into that. They don't realize that free money is conditional on, on total obedience and also that if you wipe out manufacturing and production and have free money, that you guarantee that that money will be worth absolutely nothing. Right. And that's, we know, that's all part of the global reset. We know that's the point. And and yeah. shutting down these businesses where they've let the larger businesses stay open mm-hmm. and all of the small businesses have had to close. And even um, one of the lawsuits here, there's a lawsuit that one um, Arizona state uh, law professor is helping 150 bars with because there was discrimination between the licenses, which bars and restaurants could stay open or Mm. or close. And we know at this point, with this much time has gone by, that 60% of these small businesses won't open again. Yeah, exactly. They're gone. 
generations of businesses are gone at this point, but you still have these large corporations. You have the large stores that are open, but these little mom and pops are gone. So like you said, when you shift and get and get rid of all the, I mean, this is part of it too. Let's get rid of all these businesses, which means these people have to be relying on the government to get by because now their businesses are gone. And what does that do? And then you look at everything on top of it from the suicide rate. And even I saw something yesterday, I heard something yesterday that the suicide rate has increased for 10 to 14 year olds. What is going on that these these little kids are isolated. They're lacking their socialization. The entire school year for all the kids is just gone. It's mm-hmm. just a wasted year. All of our elderly are dying of isolation. Mm-hmm. No physical touch, no love. The little kids and babies that aren't getting that um, facial recognition from their parents. Kids yeah. learn how to actually see and understand when they look at your face. There, there's so much that is happening that will have such long-term effects mm-hmm. that we yeah, can't. Yeah, it's really true. Can't so even there's, begin. there's two groups that are involved in the whole process that are both brainwashed. One is the ones who think that there are no repercussions for getting into evil, that they don't know about the law of nature, that anything you do to somebody else or for them comes back to you, right? And you can't, you can't just have that go away and they feel like they must be above it and this is the people who believe in ethics are really stupid and you know they are in the control and and then there's the other group that still worships authority and feels like they have to obey even total nonsense right and the masks are a test for that right because they are they don't stop disease in fact fauci wrote a paper i think was in 2005 saying that not only do masks not stop disease and don't work, but they also can do things like give you bacterial pneumonia and stuff like that. And that was the majority of the deaths in the Spanish flu could have been that. Exactly. And that you're right, because they've already shown that proof that it wasn't the deaths from the Spanish flu in 1918 and 19. It was the bacterial pneumonia from wearing the masks. And we're already seeing an increase now of bacterial pneumonia, there's staph infections. There's dental issues. Right. There's maskne. People are getting acne from the masks yeah. because of the germs that are in there. And there's real health issues. And then if you're breathing your own CO2, you're, you're apt to get pleurisy or hypoxia because you're having that more CO2 than oxygen. Mm-hmm. There's so much bad about the mask, but... Everybody's been complying. And I heard something yesterday. I was very blessed to be a part of a Zoom last night. Um, another state is stepping up and launching. Okay. And we had a Zoom last night to support them. And it's uh, Missouri stands up. Excellent. So we have another state on board. And, and there was a lot of great speakers and stuff. And, and one of the plaintiffs, Jason, was talking about, because um, he, ha- he has a uh, psychology background, And if people understand what Stockholm Syndrome is, which was very interesting, and I had to to think about it, and it's it's when somebody starts, when the person that's being affected by their their keeper or their Mm -hmm. person takes care of them, they start 
feeling that connection with them because they feel so cared for and loved, if I'm saying mm-hmm. it right, that it becomes a relationship. And this is even in kidnappings and things like that. It happens. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. So here's everybody thinking the government is going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to comply and they're going to wear their mask because it's just going to be for a little while. Well, it's been eight months and the government's going to take care of us. And then you've stepped into that point of people wearing masks because it now gives them that feeling of power. So there's the virtue signaling that comes into play now where it's yeah. like I wear a mask. So I, I'm taking care of you. You've seen the little sign they put in stores now, some of the stores. My mask protects you and your mask protects me. Yes. That's that's so brilliant, you know, like the mask (laughs) is directional. Exactly. And, oh, my gosh, you you saying that is wild. So you think about the, the words that... The media started on us at the beginning of all this, the constant, um, you know, the three tag words or the words that started all of this. The mask protects you and the mask protects me. I was at the Cox store taking back my cable box because Mm -hmm. I was done with TV. I just won't watch it. It's all negative and it's all fake. Yeah. So I'm standing there outside. I don't ever wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And there's about eight people in line and there's one gentleman who doesn't have a mask and everybody else has a mask on. And this older lady comes up to me and she goes, well, are you going to go in without a mask? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. And she said, well, they're not, they're not going to let you in. I said, I don't wear a mask. I said, I'm healthy. I don't need a mask. Uh And I looked at her and I said, you know, whether you wear a mask is up to you. I mean, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. But the gentleman standing next to her was this um, nice, uh, tall Hispanic guy. And he goes, well, I wore a mask because I want to stay healthy. And I'm not kidding. They both looked at each other at the same time. And she goes, I wear my mask to protect you. And he goes, I wear my mask to protect you. And I just, (laughs) I just wanted to yell. And I'm like, you have been had. That's great. You've been had. And, and the messaging and the planning with all of this right. and, and for them to speak the words that they have been ingrained in with through this You're entire the experiment is working, right? The experiment is working very this well. This is the kind of experiment Bill and Dr. Venkman, Bill Murray would have done in Ghostbusters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a great movie. But it's just it's it's just crazy. So that's that's our goal with the lawsuit. We have to raise the retainer to jumpstart it. We have witnesses. We have the lawyers. um, We have a ton of research we've been collecting. We've also started with our group. And I was just going to say for um, for Doug too. It's our website is www.azstandsup.org. So it's az standsup.org okay, well, ho- ho- hopefully people are seeing that on the screen right now because I did send it to him okay I don't I don't see it maybe we don't see it but um, okay, it, say it again slowly AZ, AZ that, stands, is there a case sensitive or not no it's just www.azstandsup.org okay that's easy so the other thing that we're doing as well as we know how important it is it's taken seven months to get everyone to comply 
And yeah, since March, basically. Yeah. yeah. And we know it's going to take even longer to try and re-educate people that they have a right to breathe free. They have a right to not wear a mask. They have a right to their freedoms. They have a right to their businesses being open. They have a right to live and do what they want. Those rights are theirs. So what we've done is we're starting what's called peaceful assemblies. I think I think about when... Uh, BLM is doing all of, you know, the negative and the rioting and the protesting and the burning. And that's a very dark, dark side. And it's being funded by a very dark, dark side. Yeah. And we're the opposite. We're on the side of right. We're on the side of light. And we're on, we're standing on our constitution, which gives us the right to peaceably assemble. So what we're doing is we've created some educational cards that talk about the mask and their right that it's a choice it's not a law and on the back it talks about our lawsuit and how Mm -hmm. they can donate through our fundly.com platform the arizonans for truth and freedom and our collaboration with some of the other groups so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going into stores in groups Mm -hmm. and getting to the center and then spreading out and handing out those education cards to people in stores. No one's going to know where we're at at any given time or where we're going. It's just going to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing we're doing is partnering with Patrick at Citizens for Free Speech. And he's doing what's called the Great American Mass Ripoff. Mm-hmm. which is awesome. So he's created these signs. So we're putting the groups together. So we will either be out on a uh, sidewalk during rush hour, some busy street, say Camelback and Central or Scottsdale and Shea or something like that mm-hmm. with signs waving to people, you know, take off your mask, you have a right to breathe free. Or we're going to be going into stores to start educating people again on the rights that they've let go. What if they tell you that, yeah, we do have that right. We remember something about, you know, America had a constitution or something. We've never looked at it, but we remember hearing that. But what if it's just too terrifying and dangerous that we have the right, but if we exercise the right, we're going to kill everybody? I think there are a lot of people that really would believe that. Right, right, because they've been indoctrinated, and we have proof that there's a 99.997% recovery rate. And the people that do die, like every other flu year, I work seven years in senior living, mm-hmm. and we all have a date that we're going to die. We all do. Nobody, nobody gets out of here alive. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And as we get older, and as our health decreases, if we don't take really good care of us ourselves, Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we'll end up having comorbidities. We may have heart issues. We may have lung issues. We may have diabetes. There's things that happen to our body as we get older. The people that have died, the majority have been over the age of 70, and they're st- they are still at, I think it's a 94.7% recovery rate, even over 70, mm-hmm. that it's people that have two or more existing comorbidities. So, like every year with the flu, if we're not healthy, we may die. Yeah, I think people don't realize that, for example, in the United States, I think the figure was 30 to 80,000 deaths per year that are attributed to flu. 
And a lot of those are really horrible deaths. I mean, if they wanted to make a, a big zoom in on the person dying of flu and pneumonia, it would look as horrible as you want. And there is no test to differentiate between those deaths and the so-called COVID-19 deaths. And right. I think it'd be good for people to really grasp that one point. Right. The whole thing would collapse if it was understood. And the people that are enforcing that because of their training as public health people, and I know the inside of that academic world and what they memorized, what they think they learned, they actually memorized without understanding it. Right. And they're enforcing those things on people. And they need to start digging into it. And I'd really encourage the public health officials and the enforcers learn what you've been doing so far is memorizing. Right. And there was a bumper sticker in the 60s that said, question authority, which is the basis of real science. Well, another one really is the basis that came out after it. It said, question everything. Right. And that's real science. And if you're not allowed to, that's a new religion. That's exactly. not science. Right? Exactly. And when you, when you look at why this would even be happening. You know, really, really look at why this would be happening and why they would have to, um, in March, the CDC would change the way deaths were um, accounted for to where COVID was happening. With almost two decades of keeping things the way they are, they would have no reason to change why a death would be listed differently on a death certificate. And I've had people reach out to me. I had a gentleman email me the other day going, my aunt just died. She's had heart issues. The death certificate said COVID. Who do I who do I fight? Who do I who do I this is wrong? Who do I fight? And then we know on top of that with the overwhelming um, you know influx of COVID into the hospitals mm -hmm. that the hospitals were making additional money for COVID deaths and for putting people on the ventilator. Yeah, this I think the ventilator about, was worth 40000 or something. Yeah, you're right. It was $39,000. You're right. Yeah. So, And that ended up killing more people than went on the ventilator because the ventilator wasn't what was needed. More people you know, died from it. I think part of the reason people have a hard time grasping that is that we've been trained at, officially since 1963 that there is no such thing as any conspiracy. It's always fake. Except for bank robbers, they really have conspiracy, but but nobody else except that. You know, in the cartoons, you see the conspiracies with the bank robbers, right? Right. And but, now, and now yeah. everybody wears a mask, and now everybody wears a mask going into banks. You don't even know who the bank robber is anymore because everybody wears masks. Yeah, masks used to be <laughs> suspicious and maybe illegal. Right. So, but I mean, it's, it's, the reason it's, that we're, we're trained not to believe in conspiracies is because the real one is so much deeper and widespread than the conspiracy people mostly imagine that right. we have to believe that there's no such thing. Right. And and it's so interesting that you say that because it makes me think of a couple things. Number one, I was never, ever, ever a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, right. You know, just happy little life, just whatever. Never. I when I started trying to get all this information out at the beginning of the year, I knew I would lose people and I've lost family and friends because they think I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. And all I'm trying to do 
is share the truth so that they can see what's actually happening. And the other thing that really popped up during this time was about four or five months ago. I thought it was kind of funny. I was listening to K-Love and the uh, lady that was on the radio said, okay, what have you done during this pandemic that you, or said during this pandemic that you would never have said before? And she was sitting there going, well, let's see, I have to change out of my morning pajamas into my afternoon pajamas. (laughs) And I thought that was cute. And then I had to stop and think and go, I never in my life thought I would be a freedom fighter. Would never have crossed my mind. I well, don't because like, in America you already have freedom, right? We and have freedoms, right? Total freedom, freedom right. of speech and action and belief and everything. Exactly. So it, it was. It never crossed my mind that I would have to stand up and fight for something like this, and to even say those words. It's like this is we shouldn't we shouldn't have to do this. I never liked politics. I, I, I didn't like it in school. I've never really gotten involved. And this whole thing is like, all right, we have to fight. Right. We now have to fight for our freedom. And, and this happened 250 years ago. And maybe it's time we have to do it again now. But this is it. And, and people need to realize that they have to wake up. They have to wake up to what's happening to us personally our humanity, what's happening globally. Right. How yeah, it's all over the world. It's all over the world. And there's an agenda that's worldwide. And if people don't stand up, it's all over with. And there's been people from other countries that I've seen some of the videos going, America, you're the last anchor. You're, right. you're exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And there, there was a gentleman, I saw a, a video from like 1986. And it was a gentleman who used to be like a Russia spy or something, and he was getting interviewed. And he was saying back then, this switch from uh, freedom to socialism to communism, and this mm-hmm. was back in 86, the four yeah. steps, right. that we were already in the third step. And, he, and that was back in 86. And he goes, I had somewhere to go. I could come to America. And he goes, if America goes down, there is nowhere to go. Yeah, a lot of people have checked recently because of what's happening here. You yeah. know, where could we go that this is not a problem? And I don't think there is any place, not that I've heard of. No, there, there isn't because we, we are where everybody wants to come because people have freedom. They have personal rights. They have the ability to do something with their life. Yeah. It's the American dream. If you want to work hard enough, you can do it. Right. You can, and, and it's and, important that people listening from other countries know you have exactly the same rights. Yeah. They, they didn't come to Americans because of the Constitution. It just meant that the government theoretically would support you in that. Right. And that could be started anywhere. You know, just the fact of having a Constitution is not necessarily good. What if the Constitution says everybody in a certain class has to be killed? That's right. a constitutional republic, right? And it's not a very good one. Right. So, and, America, we've seen, and we've seen that happen in other countries. We've seen that yeah. happen. We saw that here in, in the 50s in Nazi Germany. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. there. We've seen freedom lost just in the last few decades in uh, Venezuela and Argentina. Right. So, and all the people out on the street who think you're fighting fascism, it would be really good for you to learn what fascism is before you do that and 
you know, check your education a little bit, not your conventional education because they're training you to support communism, but exactly. the real self-education where fascism is where government merges with corporations and uses the corporations to do things that government wouldn't be allowed to do. Right. And that's exactly what's happening. Right. Right. And and it was interesting. There was, um, there was a, a gentleman, I guess, that was trying to get some news on the TV about uh, one of the drugs that there were some issues with. And the central news agency or whichever one it was said, you can't post that because our biggest uh, contributors are... The, the drug companies. Right. So we have to look at, you know, if, if people could step out of what they know at this moment and just start going like, do that, you know, five, the deep dive question, you know, like, what if, if we know who has the money, if this is a money control agenda, who has the money, who right. has something at stake here, who has whatever is at stake to win, and you start looking around the world, around the country, what's happened with technology, with Facebook, with Twitter, um, what's happened in our political system on both sides, and then the drug companies, and then you look at everything that's been being prepared up to this time mm -hmm. with vaccination. Look at Fauci's history. Look at what Gates has done around the world. Right. Yeah. Not on TV, but on the real sources. And the real sources, not in the media, because the media is owned by all of these sources that are the puppet string holders. That's right. And now, fortunately, because they made the mistake of giving us these great cameras inside the smartphones, that people can just go and say, look, here's what's happening, and show it, live stream it. Right. And that's hard to shut down. Oh, but then, but then you get you know, banned by Facebook by doing it, because the censorship is through the roof. That's why these other platforms are starting up. Which is know. which is great. And I think yeah. if we look at it in a positive way, because we know the goal and the agenda, and people really need to do their research. They need to really be digging for truth mm -hmm. in what's going on and, and take their blinders off for a minute and really dig and research. I look at it as like, all right, all of this darkness is happening, and we don't even know which direction to fight first. But I also think as God's breaking free the underpinnings of the evil that's actually happening. So all of the dark that's anchoring all this right. is starting to break. And you look at everything from Jeffrey Epstein and the whole pedophile and the human trafficking and all of God's children that have been victimized. It's hard and, to keep it all secret. Huh? Exactly. And yeah. all the people that are involved with this that on the front are promoting the opposite. That's right. They look really nice and they're the bosses, right? Right. And they're the ones that are actually doing it. It's so topsy-turvy. But it, I look at it as like, okay, if, if, if the agenda of the dark side is to create the Great Reset, which is yeah. what they're doing, That's then I'll look at the positive side as... God's got way more control, and we're going to have some amazing reset that they don't even realize. That's right. If you're willing to have that work through you, right? Yeah. And just be receptive to it. So, since we're right about at the end here, um, 
you've got the plan and the agenda and the thing to share with other states and this network that can grow and spread across the country and hopefully to other countries. And it needs to be funded. Yeah, that's and that's, really we're focusing, yeah, and each state is focusing individually. I've been very blessed that Ohio stands up and their plaintiff and attorneys want to help us. As soon as we have yeah. the attorney on board, they're going to help us uh, stand up Michigan. There's a couple other states. I actually had someone reach out to me from Texas the other day that wants to find out. So we're, we're combining everybody and then Missouri last night. But our biggest thing here in Arizona, which I really need to get across to everyone in Arizona is we need to fund the retainer to jumpstart. So the biggest right. thing people can do for us is anything that they can donate, what, whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. But as long as we get it out to everyone in Arizona, just please go to our fundly.com uh, Arizonans for truth and freedom and just donate because our laser focus is get that retainer going and then getting to discovery because when we can, get the truth out yeah that shuts that shuts everything the executive order has no anchor to stand on the masks have no anchor because the truth in all the data around this COVID is completely irrelevant and bogus right so let's be clear in in distinguishing between the two organizations you said you sounded like you said the funding site is connected to arizonans for truth i mean uh, americans for truth and freedom is no, it, no. So Arizona stands up. That's our nonprofit. AZstandsup.org. Okay. But how we've been raising money, even through the transition of what I started back in May, which mm -hmm. was Americans for Truth and Freedom. Now it's Arizona stands up. It's a nonprofit. I'm just going to put the other aside because we'll okay. probably do advocacy down the road. But the funding platform where people can donate is Fundly.com, and it's Arizonans for Truth and Freedom. So, fundly.com slash, mm -hmm. what's the rest of it? Arizonans. Okay. Arizonans. For truth and freedom. For truth and freedom. Right. Okay. I just don't want them to get confused between that and AZ Stands Up. Yeah. Um, AZStandsUp.org is our website. Okay. When they go there, they'll also be able to donate through the Fundly platform. The reason... I chose that in the beginning is GoFundMe um, mm -hmm. is a very left-held uh, entity. and I They will kick you off. Yeah, They will kick you off. I've heard they will keep your money. They'll stop yeah. fundraising. We, we've heard the same thing. So with Fundly, I knew it was safer. It's just another funding platform. They take their little fees out of the donations. Right. Right. So it's still the same, but I know it's safer. And that's where the money is donated into and it sits there um okay. and so, so we hopefully we you know all the people that are watching this that there, there's a lot of financial stress in yeah. the country right now because of all the people unemployed by the lockdowns and businesses being lost and everything but if somebody has five dollars or ten dollars yeah. you can still go to the site and there's a donate button on the site acstandsup.org right. and that'll take you to finally the correct link and you can do it there. And the people that I, the people that are watching right now, that have a lot of money, discretion, and you realize that holding on to that while the whole system is destroyed is not going to be really that productive. And if you want to do something good with it, 
say they want to make contact with you. And this is only for large donations that have no strings attached, not somebody that wants to come in and take control, but a legitimate large donation. How do they get in touch with you to discuss that? They can go through our Contact Us page on the website. Okay. So they can reach out and give us their information. Um, they can donate through Fundly. If it's a large one, they can just reach out through the Contact Us. It's an email that comes directly into us. Right. Um, we will happily, small or large, it doesn't matter because it's all going towards working to release Arizona from what's going on. Right. And anybody that actually is working for the mainstream media, health organizations, universities, anything like that, that still believes in freedom and wishes they could do something good, they can anonymously do the same thing, correct? They could do the same thing. People can get involved. We're building groups across Arizona for the peaceful assemblies. If okay. they want to start helping their fellow humans, you know, unmask and take their freedoms back, they can reach out through the Contact Us page at yeah. azstandsup.org. This is what in the East is called good karma. Yeah. And this is an opportunity to get some of it for yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and you're right. I think about people, if this goes the way we don't want it to go, the money that's there was, will disappear anyway. So. That's right. It's all fiat money. And, it, you know, exactly. people talk about um, cryptocurrency being susceptible to disappearing. If the power goes out, you don't have any cryptocurrency. But what <laughs> they don't realize is if the power goes out, you don't have any fiat currency either. Right. Because the ATMs need electricity. Right. And the bank accounts keep track of all the computerized uh, amounts in the accounts by electricity. And that's all so, part of what's going on. So literally, this really is the point where the rubber meets the road for people's freedoms. Yeah. If they care about us having a future, if they want a future for their kids and grandkids, whoever they are, yeah. this is it. We have to fight. Yeah. You can go back to your conventional job and make believe you're fighting fascism or fighting for racial justice or whatever you want to do for the sake of everybody watching you. But behind the scenes, support good things because it'll be really good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just we're all we're doing is here. We're here to help Arizona. And that's it. That's the whole that's right. laser focused. And if you're in another state, donate, but also see about starting it in your own state. Yeah. And if you're in another country, then learn everything you can to template it in your country. Yeah. There's always and some way to do it. And start standing up. You have those inalienable, God-given rights, and you have right. that freedom. No matter where you live in the no world. No matter where you live. Yeah. Sounds neat. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know you'll be back soon, and we'll see what's going on next. And Yeah. That was great. I'm really glad that you're doing all this, and it should be inspiring to everybody. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me come on. This was really fun talking for the hour. That was fun. We'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Okay. Talk to you later, Julie. All right. Thanks, Richard. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys. We went a couple minutes over. Sorry about that. And um, I just think this is something good to support and to clone in other states. Normally, I'm not a big supporter of cloning, but this kind of thing, I think, is an exception. And it can be done everywhere, and it should be done everywhere really soon because the um, forces of suppression and censorship and um, medical tyranny and things like that are, are increasing very quickly. And they can be turned around if the all the people that are 
waking up to realize what's really going on will do what Julie suggested and stand up and tell the truth. It's a really good good time to do it. So remember, azstandsup.org, our main site, if you want to stay in touch with what we're doing, is lostartsradio.com, and also our nonprofit site in charge of the whole thing is lostartsresearchinstitute.org. There's contact forms and donate buttons if you want to help us keep going on, on those sites. That You can go right there and do that. Or if you want to communicate, there are contact forms. Or you can contact me directly, Richard, at lostartsradio.com and think about what you can do wherever you live in the world to uh, help freedom come back, which is our normal state that we're supposed to forget. And it's better if we remember at this point. So take care of yourself. You're not the hopeless, helpless, little insignificant being that the rulers want you to think. It's exactly the opposite. You have massive power, and it requires waking up to get conscious of that again. And we're doing more with that at planetaryhealingclub.com. If you're interested in that, you can check that out. And in fact, planetaryhealingclub.com, that group will meet in 2020 two minutes or so if I'm reading the time right and we'll see you there for those of you interested otherwise uh, take good care of yourself that's the best way to help everybody else uh, learn as much as you can not the twisted stuff that they teach you in conventional so-called education but really take responsibility to educate yourself in all these things do what the old bumper sticker said question everything it's the basis of real science and be a good time to start doing that again so have a great weekend or whatever day it is in different parts of the world where you are and when you're listening to this and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon talk to you in a while bye introducing lost arts radio on subscribestar.com just go to subscribestar.com slash lost arts radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just five bucks a month we offer incredible value for any rewards level from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our Subscribestar levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. 
Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the band ones, are on our YouTube channels, at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.